Welcome, everyone, to uh, another special, sad edition of Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. Uh, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, Diary at yahoo.com. Um, so off of the tribute we did yesterday, um, we have another one today. Um, as mentioned before, it has been an extremely difficult week in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, earlier this week, the wrestling world lost a legend as Terry Funk passed away. Uh, after just a remarkable career and a, an amazing life lived, um, Terry Funk, uh, some like it just, he was one of those guys who just kind of felt like he would always be around. Um, and now he's not uh, after he passed away earlier this week. So today we take uh, a look at the legacy of perpetually middle-aged and crazy Terry Funk. Terry Funk was born into a prominent wrestling family with his father, Dory Funk Sr., and his brother, Dory Funk Jr., also being notable wrestlers. Terry Funk made his pro wrestling debut in the 60s and quickly gained recognition for his intense and hard-hitting approach to the sport. Terry Funk's career in North America is marked by a number of different accomplishments and memorable moments. Funk's first NWA World Heavyweight Championship win came in 1975 when he defeated Jack Briscoe. This victory established Funk as a legitimate contender in the world of professional wrestling. His victory over Briscoe was a testament to his wrestling prowess as Briscoe was a highly respected and skilled champion. During his first reign, he would face challengers again like Briscoe, uh, but his reign was rather short-lived as he would lose it back to Briscoe. Despite how short that reign was, it really did legitimize Terry Funk as someone who was on that, that level. He would win the belt back uh, a little bit later on, again defeating Jack Briscoe. Uh, this reign would last uh, a little bit longer, and he would have some intense matches and some intense rivalries. And, and intense rivalries would really... Um, as he just had a legitimacy about him that added to a lot of these rivalries. Um, he would have some epic, epic encounters with guys like Harley Race and and Ric Flair, and like the the roots of the the Flair Funk rivalry back in the the nineteen like seventies and then into the eighties. Um, the the big one with, with Jim uh, NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions in the eighties. Um, this was where Flair is just having amazing match after amazing match, and yet the, the matches with Terry Funk seem to to really stand out in your mind in terms of some of the great ones that Ric Flair had. Like when you, when you think of Ric Flair rivals, it's it's probably Sting, um, and then it'd be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and then the the matches and the feuds he had with Terry Funk certainly have to be up there. Uh, another one for him would be Dusty Rhodes. Uh, obviously, probably another Flair rival as well. But those two would have some amazing matches. Um, Texas Death matches. Empty arena matches. I quit matches. Any type of match that you could have, these two would have it. And they would just absolutely tear the house down. He was a, a legitimate star in North America through the 70s and into the 80s. But it wasn't just in North America. Terry Funk's association with Japanese wrestling began in the 70s when he first competed in Japan's various promotions. His hard-hitting style and willingness to engage in brutal matches quickly resonated with Japanese audiences, leading to a long and successful relationship with Japanese wrestling fans. 
Funk's legacy in Japan is closely tied to his involvement in the development of hardcore and deathmatch wrestling. His series of violent and intense matches against wrestlers like Abdullah the Butcher um, and uh, Bruiser Brody would help revolutionize the concept of deathmatch wrestling in Japan. These matches, often involving barbed wire, glass, and other dangerous elements, set the stage for a new level of extreme wrestling. Funk's willingness to, a willingness to push boundaries and adapt his style to different cultures earned him a dedicated following in Japan. Funk's most notable contribution to Japanese wrestling is his involvement in frontier martial arts wrestling, or... FMW. He competed in, promo in the promotion's inaugural match in 1989 and engaged in a series of death matches and wild brawls that resonated with Japanese fans. Funk's rivalry with Atsushi Onida, the founder of FMW, is one of the most memorable in Japanese wrestling history. Their confrontations, often featuring wild brawls and dangerous stipulations, captivated Japanese audiences. Their chemistry and willingness to push the boundaries of tradition uh, traditional wrestling norms created some of the most iconic iconic moments in FMW history. Funk's popularity in Japan extended beyond the wrestling ring. His charismatic presence and willingness to engage with fans endeared him to the Japanese audience. His ability to seamlessly blend his American wrestling persona with the Japanese wrestling culture contributed to his widespread appeal. Terry Funk's contribution to Japanese wrestling uh, are celebrated for their impact uh, on the evolution of the sport in Japan. His role in popularizing deathmatch wrestling and his ability to adapt his style to cater to Japanese audiences solidified his status as a cross-cultural wrestling icon. Funk's legacy in Japan is a testament to his dedication to pushing the boundaries of the wrestling environment. And that would continue not only throughout Japan, um, but globally, uh, across the, the world of professional wrestling. We already mentioned NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He was also AWA World Heavyweight Champion. He had some time in the, the WWF, but to me, one of his most notable contributions was to ECW. Uh, Terry Funk's involvement in ECW began around 1994 when he aligned himself with Paul Heyman's promotion. At the time, ECW was gaining a reputation for its edgy, hardcore wrestling style, and Funk's inclusion added a sense of legitimacy to the promotion. Funk's most significant feud in ECW came with the franchise, Shane Douglas. The rivalry was centered around the ECW World Heavyweight Championship, um, but he would have some some epic, epic, epic encounters when it came to, to ECW. He would have feuds with Raven. Um, he would have some amazing matches with Sabu. And it, it was what he was able to do to, to help elevate some of the young talent in that promotion that really, really did kind of, um, really did kind of bolster things with, with ECW and help elevate a number of the young talent in that promotion. Um, he would go on to win the ECW Heavyweight Championship at their first pay-per-view right before the lights went out um, at Barely Legal 1997. Um, just kind of uh, as a thank you to, to Terry Funk for his impact there. He would go on to, to wrestle in the, the WWE as well um, with uh, the gimmick of Chainsaw Charlie, um, and he would wrestle with um, with Cactus Jack, and they would have some pretty epic encounters in there as well. But really, the 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 main 
thing for Terry Funk, to me, and the lasting legacy for Terry Funk is his impact on young wrestlers that just cannot be overstated. Um, his fearlessness in embracing and innovating um, and, and having daring matches such as hardcore matches and death matches inspired a generation of wrestlers to explore unconventional wrestling styles. Funk's willingness to endure punishment and tell uh, compelling stories through his matches served as a blueprint for aspiring wrestlers looking to stand out in a crowded industry. Many wrestlers have spoken about Funk's mentorship and advice being invaluable in their careers. His experience... both in the ring and behind the scenes, gave him a unique perspective that he generously shared with young talents. His dedication to this craft and his ability to reinvent himself over the decades demonstrated his import or the importance of staying relevant in an ever-involving industry. And in an, in and in an industry that people are so selfish in all the time and so worried about protecting their spot, Terry Funk was only focused on... How can we make the wrestling industry better? How can we make that kid better? How can we make that kid better? How can we make that kid better? How can we elevate some of these kids to make sure that there is a wrestling industry left after I am gone? He was so spectacular at that. Um, it, it was his unselfishness that I think helped ECW. It, it helped, like we said, elevate all of those rivals that he had. Um, helped elevate um, Onita in Japan. It was the giving back to the business that, quite frankly, if more people of his time had his mentality, the wrestling business would have been in a much, much better place. Not that we're in a bad spot now, but holy crap, with the wrestling industry, just as an industry, not even as like a global whatever, but just as, as an industry itself, the wrestling business would be a whole lot better today if there were more Terry Funks in it. But there, there truly was only one Terry Funk. Um, Monthly Pro Resu, I thought, submitted... Uh, um, Summed it up, I guess, best. It's legitimately impossible to imagine Pro Resu, uh, which is uh, pro wrestling in Japan, um, without the influence of Terry Funk. He wrestled in the AWA, NWA, WWF, ECW, WCW, and both All Japan and New Japan Pro Wrestling. His legendary career is one of the biggest examples of a true goat. The wrestling world lost the legend today, but his legacy as one of the greatest of all time shall be remembered forever and ever. Rest in peace, Funker. Um, if, quite frankly, if he was more selfish, um, if he was more boisterous about his accomplishments, then I, I think he would be recognized as the greatest of all time. But he was so focused on getting others over that there a couple of times he forgot to put himself over there. Um, but I, I do think that he should be remembered, certainly in the, the deathmatch community and in the, the, the hardcore world, as one of the greatest of all times and a true pioneer. But just in the pro wrestling world, he could do it all. You want him to do a fucking 35-minute Giant Baba headlock match? Then he will do a fucking 35-minute Giant Baba headlock match. If you want it to be an exploding barbed wire, gasoline, whatever, he'll do it. A dumpster match? Fine. 60-minute Broadway wrestling classic with Ric Flair? Sign me up. Um... It was just it, anything you needed from Terry Funk, he was going to do. And God damn it, you were going to get everything he had on every single night. Um, and so to me, the legacy of Terry Funk is just someone who, uh, unfortunately, he has now left the wrestling world behind. But the wrestling world is in a significantly better place because Terry Funk was in it. And if that's not the, the best endorsement you can give, I don't know what is. Uh, a true pioneer, legend, 
whatever you want to say, it's probably not enough to summarize the amazing career of Terry Funk. Um, okay, that is it. Thank you so much for downloading. Thank you so much for listening. Um, like I said, this has been a very difficult week in the world of professional wrestling, but I'm happy that we get to, to celebrate these performers. Um, I just, th- this is a good reminder that maybe we need to celebrate some of these people before um, these sorts of events happen. So we're going to work on doing that here in the future. But um, thank you all so much. Um, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you all later.